I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, an episode for anyone who's ever longed to use their phone or computer seamlessly on a BART train. Transportation reporter Rachel Swan is sitting across from me. She's here to talk about BART's plan finally to get Wi-Fi on their system. Rachel, thanks for coming back. Thanks, Damien. Appreciate it. So, Rachel, this is an episode for people who are not currently riding BART <laughs> because they may not be able to hear it. That's right. Uh, so when is this going to happen? People have been so frustrated about this. It's going to happen in five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not bad. I mean, we've been waiting a long time. Well, so let me let me like uh, rephrase that a little bit. Um, it's going to start happening immediately. They're going to start um, building the digital the railway, so mm-hmm. to speak. But they expect it to be finished in five years. <laughs> okay. So currently, right? T- Tell people, I mean, most people that ride BART know, but they have some cell service uh, and a lot of the the path of BART. Almost nothing in the Transbay tube, right? Yeah. And no yeah. Wi-Fi, or, or is there just a little bit? I, I, I mean, no Wi-Fi. Okay, no yeah. Wi-Fi. People love to use their computers. Of course, a lot of standing on BART, so yeah. can't use it anyway. But this has become an expectation for a lot of commuters that, that spend a lot of time on the road, is that they're going to maybe be able to work. I isn't an expectation. I mean, it's an expectation if you take the smart train. If you're one of the fifty, right? No, I'm just kidding. If you know you're I'm from Sonoma County, if you're, so. if you're if you're um one of the enthusiastic riders from Sonoma County who takes the extremely charming smart train that's been equipped with Wi-Fi from the beginning, um, Golden Gate Transit. Yeah, if you're a cus- yeah, Golden Gate Transit has Wi-Fi. If you're accustomed to riding the Transbay buses in style across the Bay Bridge, you have Wi-Fi, can start work immediately. But Muni yeah, Bart's never right. had Muni, Muni doesn't. Caltrain? No. Caltrain might, in fact, be behind Bart. Wow. Yeah, the Silicon Valley Railway does not have Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm sorry. Think about this. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So work it's is like, obviously a huge advantage uh, yeah. if you happen to be lucky and get a seat. Oh, uh, ferries! Ferries don't have Wi-Fi either. Ferries don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, that I mean, the the they yeah they have some complications getting it across the water. But I mean, really, <laughs> guys, <Okay. laughs> San Francisco. All right. So, is it just for work, or um, I think you had mentioned that Bart is seeing a lot of advantages to having Wi-Fi? Yeah. Um, I mean, once they build, first of all, they're not going to have to. They say they're not going to have to pay anything to their contractor. Um, the contractor is covering all the costs. Um, and then Bart's going to license out the fiber. Um, so they expect to make, um, I think it was $243 million over 20 years. So they expect this to actually generate revenue for Bart. By allowing uh, this contractor to to lay fiber up again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the fiber. And then to a certain extent, they're going to have these like cell phone. I mean, Sorry. Part of the uh, Wi-Fi deal is they're also going to have like a cellular network that also runs through Muni. So um, not only will you be able to, uh, you know, God, I almost said something in the first, watch like your videos <laughs> in the Transbay tube. You'll also be able to like chit chat on the phone when you're on like the Muni subway. 
once this whole digital railway is built. So the cell, they're going to put up these little cell poles that'll fill in, like, I guess the gaps or the dead zones mm -hmm. for cell service. And those can also be licensed. Okay. All right. And there'll be other uses, though, besides um, besides your own personal computer that some other benefits. Yeah, they're going to have Bluetooth beacons. Like, what well, this is like really stretching my imagination as far as like <laughs> devices. <laughs> it's like, this is like the totality of my understanding of tech right here. But um, they're going to have Bluetooth beacons in the stations that will allow mobile ticketing. Um, they'll, ha they'll allow like, personalized gps functions like bart is bart is really 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 excited about this part but it's like um you know you'll have like your bart app where you can find where the bathroom is in the station although we all know the bathrooms are all closed so i'm like <laughs> it doesn't matter but apparently the bathrooms eventually be open so you'll, you'll be able to find the bathrooms you'll be able to find the um extremely helpful station agent you'll report be able crime on your phone <laughs> you'll be able to report crime you'll be able to find the bike racks Bike racks, mm -hmm. that's Great. something people use. Okay. Maybe the place to fill your clip card, you know? And I these mean, new trains have, have cameras on them as well. We've written a lot about how the old trains did not. Yeah. So one thing they are um they want to pursue for the new trains, which have a a little have an Ethernet backbone, is that um they want special cameras on the trains um that would allow that would like link up to the god i feel like freaking blade runner here the link up to the <laughs> link up to the operations control center and allow police or officials or whoever to like to view into it see into a car in real time real time yeah share that information see what's going on yeah so as we all know like the current situation is something happens on bart and nobody has any idea what to do you know, if you do happen to call like the BART operations control center, they'll ask your car number and you don't know where to find it. And, you know, like they could, <laughs> they could link right in. Yeah, this would allow this would be a much more efficient, like 21st century system. OK. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break, uh, Rachel. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit about other stuff that's BART's been in the news all week. Talk about a few other things. Welcome back. I'm Metro Editor Damian Bulwa, and we have reporter Rachel Swan, who covers transportation here on Fifth and Mission. While we were on the break, our producer, King Kaufman, was good enough to remind us that Wi-Fi service is very spotty on Bay Area buses. So I hope we did not give anyone the impression. Yes. That this is great Wi-Fi service. I believe the description was once the fourth passenger <laughs> gets on. That's it. No more bars. Rachel, I want to ask you about a couple other BART stories. They've been in the news a lot, as always. As always. First off, there's a new ambassador program, a big response to some of the public safety issues that riders have raised. What's going on? Well, this is something they've been talking about for two years, believe it or not. Um, BART is going to add 10. Um, well, it's really... It's community service officers. Okay. So it's... Non-sworn, non-armed. Yeah. Unarmed officers who are housed within the police department. So they're trained and vetted by the police department. Um, so they're going to just patrol the trains and kind of... I mean, really, they're like their presence, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I don't... They're trained in conflict de-escalation. I don't know that they'll do that. I mean, I think a lot of it is just to give riders a better sense of security on the trains. Yeah, um, and they also said someone for writers to go to because in addition to making a little less money than the 
the sworn officers. They also don't, you know, carry guns. According yeah. to a couple board members, I think you wrote, some people appreciate having someone there who who they can go to that maybe isn't an officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we have there's cities. Berkeley has an ambassador program. I mean, the idea isn't unprecedented, you know, but it's it's basically to create kind of an extra layer of security on the trains. Um, but this is an idea that, you know, on its face doesn't seem that controversial, but it's been kicked around for two years uh, because the original idea was much more of like a restorative justice model. Mm-hmm. Um, it was supposed to be kind of similar to the elevator attendant program. The elevator attendant program in downtown San Francisco is very popular, mm-hmm. um, but it it's like a program where BART contracts with like a nonprofit that um, gets former offenders and people in rehabilitation programs and maybe former substance abusers to like you sit in the elevators and kind of just be a presence in the elevators because Bart used to have all these problems with the elevators, you know, people just kind of living in the elevators, doing drugs in the elevators, whatever, you know. So it's been a highly successful program, but it is, you know, it's like former offenders running the show, you know. So, I mean, originally the idea, which came from, I guess you would say, the more progressive wing of the board was let's replicate this on the trains. Let's have, you know, like a similar program on the trains and the police union balked yeah, they don't want <laughs> and said no way. Cut, they don't want anything cutting into their. Union, yeah. Union yeah. It was. I mean, they had all sorts. Of, I mean, I, I guess I think that was probably the real reason is all the unions balked. They sure. were like, no, you know, you're not going to contract with anyone to do this. Yeah, lower paid workers that you can know. somewhat take the place of higher paid. Workers. But they also they also made the social argument that like, look, we want these to be like more like traditional law enforcement than like you know yeah people, able to fully respond yeah people who are taking a getting a second chance in their lives or whatever on that same note rachel you wrote about how bart has a independent police auditor yes. um but that not everyone knows that it does yes what is that position and why is why is he out uh, on the trains in the last few weeks so he, that's right. He normally stays behind the scenes. Uh, so this was a position created after the shooting of Oscar Grant, which threw Bart into like a total crisis. Those of us who remember Damien remembers very well because he covered it, um, like basically caused Oakland to go up in flames. Mm-hmm. Um, and there there were studies done of Bart that said Bart is completely just antiquated in its approach to policing. Um, so Bart, like, completely overhauled its policing basically after that point got a new chief and created this independent auditor position um whose purpose is to take complaints and um investigate them so it's basically like when people complain that an off like alleging that an officer has mistreated them normally they send it you said they send their complaints to the police department um, and it would go to internal affairs. But those who know about the existence of the independent auditor can bypass the police department and just send it to this third party independent auditor. The problem is people just don't know they could do that. <laughs> so he's out there introducing himself. So they just so. fill out a form and send it to internal affairs. Okay. Yes. So. All right. And finally, Rachel, Bart has a new police chief. Who yes. Is who is that? Ed Alvarez. And he's been the interim chief. Yes. Yes. He's very well liked. By whom? 
by um he's very well liked by the, by Bart by <laughs> by oh, the general man <laughs> by the general manager by the by the board directors who I think the last chief was pretty well liked as well Carlos Rojas but you know it seems that uh the the board directors is kind of this interesting split between the um like there's like there's definitely a conservative sect on the board and a more like progressive social justice sure. warrior kind of sect and um both <clears throat> both were out there today both seem to like chief alvarez he's been the interim chief he's like a very um he's born in mexico i actually didn't realize that found found out today he's like completely bilingual um so he uh so he was shaking hands with a lot of spanish-speaking passengers on the trains he's very soft-spoken he um it, there's kind of an openness about him. I will say he was he's very he was really willing to talk to the media after the um, horrible stabbing that we saw in mm -hmm. November. I mean, he was serving as interim chief during that time. And um, he, I will say he was kind of a calming presence and he was pretty open about how the police were handling everything. Um, these are our limitations. You know, this is our process. Um, so, and, and he's like, he's born in Mexico, grew up in Newark in the East Bay, all his family's here. So I think there's kind of this feeling of like, this is a homegrown guy. Sure. Maybe he's going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But big challenges. I mean, we've written about fair evasion. The police department has been criticized, um, for racially disparate statistics when it comes to stops and arrests and, and for fair evasion, uh, citations. Yes as you've written, and then with the stabbing and, and, and some of the crime stats going up, it's a pretty, you know, for BART, which normally might not be a really high-profile job, this police chief job is. Yeah, I mean, and, and to be honest, he was on the defense right away today. <laughs> I mean, asking the first, how he's going to solve the... Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing that, the first thing he said was, you know, hey, a lot of our violent crimes are tied to cell phone robberies, so that's the first thing I'm going to, which are apparently on the rise. Um, so he said, that's the first thing I'm going to solve. Like, I'm going to deal with these cell phone robberies. I watched him interact with a couple passengers and the second person was just completely distressed, had just had a negative encounter with a transient who she said was harassing her and was near tears and said, I'm never going to use Bart again. So <laughs> she's she talking to the police chief. The, yeah. She emerged in the second hour of his being police chief, you know, and he's here in front of all these. TV cameras trying to kind of calm her down. So you could see right away this is not, you know, this yeah, is not an easy job. What he, probably what he can expect. <laughs> yeah. Moving forward, though. All right. Well, Rachel, thanks for joining us again and for your uh, great work on the transportation beat. Thank you so much, Damien. Appreciate it always. Thanks to my guest today, transportation reporter Rachel Swan, to King Kaufman and Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.